Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Oh, I got Hey! <laughs> We're back! Go ahead. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. John. Tony. I hope Audra's volume was up really high today. <laughs> I'm sorry for anybody whose volume was at a normal level and Elaine yelled at you. Uh, well, sometimes you she don't know. have loud ep- episodes. Sometimes it's you a don't. coincidence, though. I don't. <laughs> sometimes. Hit it, Dolly. Flash. Wrong song. He's America. Are you going to start talking? Or I did. I, I, I said my name, and then everybody says their name, and then Tony does his note, so I'm waiting for Tony to I'm do his note. I'm waiting for you guys to work out your. <laughs> Your whatever it is. Well, Tony doesn't done. need to know today because it's. Yes, my <laughs> <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> All right, this is my birthday episode. This is the movie that I picked. She could pick anything for in the my world. birthday. Anything Any in the world. Movie. And I decided. Except Captain Ron, because she already did. Right. And in the same vein, I decided that I wanted to watch a movie that I just really like. So I picked Nine to Five because I've been in a real dolly place lately. Oh. I've been listening to lots of Dolly. Jolie. Jolie. I've been, I bought the soundtrack to Dumplin'. And I just listen to it about three days a week. When I do my makeup, that's what I put on. And in the background, Rhinestone. No, no. Stallone doesn't like Rhinestone. Nobody. He had the jacket to Rhinestone. I was watching this thing. He was going through a bunch of his merchandise. And it was evidently super heavy. Oh, I bet. 80s Because it's covered in <laughs> rhinestones? And it was like really thick leather. They were like yeah. really hot and heavy in that jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like... Hot and heavy? Yeah. But the so movie, I'm getting all hot and heavy? The movie was not hot and heavy. No? Was it terrible? It, have you ever seen Rhinestone? No. Well, you should watch it when don't I'm wanna. home. Don't want to. Because I don't want to see that piece of... Dog trash. It's no. doo-doo. It's a total. It's matter of totals. Anyways, you know what's not doo-doo? Nine to five. That's correct. <laughs> what? Um, all right, I have some thoughts. All right, so this is from 1980. Couldn't, she couldn't think of the word thoughts. I don't know what to start with. Words are hard. Um, so this is from 1980. It has a 58 Metacritic score and an audience, um, an 82 thermometer with an audience score of 74. Tomator. I prefer thermometer. Tomometer. Um, it had a budget of $10 million, and it grossed $103 million. $10 million. This was the first female-dominated film to gross over $100 million. So it was, kind of, it was kind of a big deal. It was a big deal. It was, 9 to 5, the song was nominated for an Oscar for Best Song. Did it and win? It, no. Damn. What, it, I said what, nominated. What but one. What, I don't what, know. What beat 9 to 5 in 1980? <laughs> Quick, Google best song from the Oscars in 1980. Somebody use their Google machine. Um, I bet whatever song it is is going to be a letdown because it's not going to be as iconic not. as 9 to 5. It's it going to be not. It did win two, <laughs> it's going to be shit. It did win two Grammys. Two Grammys. For best country song and best country vocal performance female. But from Dolly there. From Dolly, yes. Okay, well, you know, Dolly only signed on to do this song because she wanted to write the, the long. No. Something like that. But part of her agreement to, not, this isn't the only reason she signed on, but part of her agreement when she signed on was that she would write a song for the film. Ooh. To be, oh, what was it? Fame. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Look, look. All right, fame. Fame. <laughs> Give me that. I'm going to live forever. 
Yeah. You know See, what? That's a good one. You I'm going to go out on a limb and say 9 to 5 is a better song, and that's mostly because of Deadpool. <laughs> it's definitely a better movie, but they're both good. If in Deadpool 3, he's like, all right, and he starts doing fame, then I might support that. But as of right now, I'm going with 9 to 5. Hey, fame's really good, though. It's not When was the last time you listened to fame? Oh, shit. I don't know. I was in the car, probably. And Look. <laughs> the it's, Reta, it's, the Reta. it's definitely not better than 9 to 5, but it's still really good, and I could see how that one would win. It was a good one. Well, they really messed that up, so. <sighs> Use your words. I've lost my train of thought. I had things to say, and <laughs> now <laughs> they don't. won two Grammys. We talked about oh, that. Oh, yeah. So, one, two Grammys. Um, <laughs> I have some reviews. Oh, good. This was one of those movies where it was hard to find a bad review. Really? Yes. Well, because like 90% of them. Well, everybody was rating, like, I had to go from IMDb. <laughs> I always look at the user reviews, okay? Right. So there was one one-star review on IMDb, and the next level was five, was 5 out of 10. Wow. So not a lot of twos and threes. Yeah. So no, there was no twos or threes or fours. It's like Jack Frost. Yeah. And the one and the one star review from IMDb, <laughs> the user reviews, he was just pissed because it wasn't rated because it, it was rated PG, and he got it rented it to watch with his kids. Oh, uh, well, he should have used the new parental features on Voodoo, which so, are ridiculous. Have you seen that? But I don't have. You can watch the so family friendly. You version. watch family friendly versions, <laughs> and they cut. You can pick what they cut out, and wow. it just that's, edits it all out while you terrible. watch it. That's terrible. Yeah. Fuck everybody I watched, involved in that. I watched Dawn. It was like two minutes wow. long. Wow. <laughs> was the opening credits? Closing <laughs> credits? Yep. Welcome to the... Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I heard this because I have an place. <laughs> um, so, and then, I have to stop you here because it's, yeah, I just popped in my head here. Speaking of, of crappy movies, so we got HBO Max, right? Okay. And I'm going through all the movies, and Jack Frost was right next to Jason Triple X. Wow. And I was like... It's a double feature. <laughs> but it wasn't It wasn't the good Jack Frost. It was the one with mm, Michael Keaton. It doesn't matter. It was still Jack Frost. <laughs> Close enough. It was still enough to give me nightmares. That was, it, that was nightmare fuel. It's not the pig out of shows. All right. Can I continue? So then I was going to read a bad critics review. But the critics reviews that started funny that I wanted to read, you had to log on to the website to read the whole I hate review. That shit and now, I'm not man. doing that. So then I went to the user reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> it was a long process. And I, I finally found this. You gotta which, give your email and shit so I can hear what some asshole thinks of the yeah, movie. Right. Yeah, no, I don't care that much. So this is by Paul W. And this was from April 12th, 2013. He gave it two oh. out of five stars. In the way back when machine. <laughs> and he says, boring. Not far back enough, though. <laughs> no, but this is, I'm just saying the date because I want you to, because it. It's dated? Yeah, because they date when they write these reviews. Uh-huh. Anyways, he gave it two out of five stars, and he says, Boringly obvious sexual politics and a dud script. What a waste of three excellent leading ladies. Ironic that what Hollywood allows is a mainstream feminism movie has such little insight to share about the plight of women fighting for equality in the workplace. Instead, turning an insipid farce into a failed attempt to generate some laughs. Now... He wrote this in 2013. Oh, yeah. 40 years old. Yeah, he's not getting the... First of all... When it was made. Yeah. He's 40 years old. <laughs> Second of all, I'm not sure what Paul W. knows about women's equality. Yeah, no shit. He's probably watching Casablanca like, can we get some color? But there, even, even in 2013, there's still women getting harassed in the workplace. There's still places that ones. won't offer daycare or part-time hours. Actually, Tony said that. He was like, so many of these programs were good ideas and are still good ideas, and still nobody does them. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's, that's, they don't have Colonel Sanders. So working. I'm really, so like, I but read came down, like, this, and I was like, well, we're just going to talk about <laughs> this, because I'm not sure, and in 
40 years ago, these were real problems. This yeah. was how it was. I sure, mean, like I said, we've been watching Cheers. <laughs> oh, like, poor Dolly got assaulted. You couldn't go to work without getting sexually harassed. <laughs> That's not true. We did it all the time. You make it sound like every woman walking was around it? was getting molested at, you know, every five seconds. No, no. Not, but it's not always getting, getting touched. Getting molested <laughs> and being sexually harassed in the workplace are not the same thing. No, they are not. Uh-huh. <laughs> One is way better. But they I spent were an entire summer when I was 15 having a truck driver follow me around the McDonald's I work at talking about how he wanted to taste me. I was 15. You know what they did? They changed his route after someone else saw it after I had complained about it for two months. <laughs> wow. All right. But that this is said horrifically. 2000. <laughs> but that was 20 years but ago. But I will say. Halfway to this movie. But I will say, he frequently refers to him as them as his girls. Yeah. And yeah. like that sexism. Yeah. Which it. There was it's what's called casual sexism, where it's just matter of fact, like it's normal. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is casual, but all that casual sexism that was real, that was happening mm-hmm. every day in many workplaces. Many, and this is clearly a male dominated, where the men get the corporate positions and the women are just the secretaries. This was a fact of life during those times and or in this era. So, therefore, this was an exaggeration of true to life facts, which this gentleman. And what's enough there was clearly more qualified of. A uh, pilot. Anyways, <laughs> so then on the opposite side, Ruben from January of 2000. Ruben. Ruben. He's also for scuba. He he gives this movie a 10 out of 10. And he says, what happens when Hollywood casts three outstanding comedians slash actresses in a comedy designed for anyone who works? The answer is emphatically nine to five. The chemistry between the career girls in this fantastic romp flows so smoothly, backed by a cool title song, this film packs a solid punch. Well, they, they started a genre here, because when you get this, you get working girl and horrible bosses and things like that, where it's... It's a, like a genre, it's like a die hard for this. Well, same thing. Well, it's like nine to because five. Because... But it's with dudes, and they're going to kill the Because woman. of this, office space. Yes. <laughs> like, this was one which, of those... Because you know, of this movie, there's office space, which is one of those cult classic mm-hmm. workplace comedies it as well. It created a genre, and that's important. <laughs> okay. What'd you think going in, Tony? I was like... She's looking right at me and said, Tony. I haven't seen this in a long time, so I'll sit and watch this. What'd you think, Carly? <laughs> <laughs> I have only seen this once, and it was with Tony. So his long time ago is well, it's also your long time six ago, six or seven years. Um, uh, but I was a little concerned that it wasn't gonna hold up because I mean I don't have any nostalgia for it. I didn't see it until I was in my thirties. Okay, John. I don't remember the first time I saw this movie because my mother grew up in the eighties, like the rest of us grew up mm-hmm. in the eighties. Whatever. <laughs> I was born you, in the mid-80s. You grew up in the 80s, and your mother watched this a lot while you were growing up. My mother Is that was, the sentence you wanted to make? My mother was 20 when this movie came out, so... Uh-huh. <laughs> let's say that she grew up. <laughs> okay. But I know that we had this on, like, VHS or something, so I've, mm-hmm. I had seen it before, but I don't... Know. a lot. Yeah, I don't remember ever not seeing this, this but I don't remember the movie at all. So. Incredible Shrinking like, Woman. Oh, yeah, shit. I remember a couple things... Like, there were a couple scenes I remembered vividly. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. I thought about picking But the rest of it, I'm like, I don't even know what's going to happen. I'd watch that again. There were a couple things that happened. I was like, I did not remember 
that this like I didn't remember how they got into the house. Like I remember <laughs> John had. Gas. I remember him being yeah, at the yeah. house. Like I, I remember like, when he got hit the, the garage door opener and he's hanging there. I remember yeah. that because that kind of sticks out when you're four. <laughs> well, I will say, Carly, that I know you said you were concerned it might not hold up. I will posit before we start that this is a movie that definitely doesn't hold up. <laughs> that all of the people are awful in this movie, but it doesn't matter because it's just a great movie. And I said this to John. I said, much like the gentleman, everyone in that movie was a bad person. But yet, it Proper was just boys. enjoyable. <laughs> it was just enjoyable to watch those characters. Mm-hmm. And I po- I will posit the same thing about 95. Or 95. <laughs> that these characters are actually all pretty awful when you think about what they did. But it's just fun yeah. to watch. She's like, I accidentally might have. Well, we'll get to that. Yes. <laughs> we will get to that. So this movie was directed by Colin Higgins, who also directed The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. Also starring Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. He also wrote this movie along with Patricia Resnick, He and he wrote The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. He also wrote... Um, he probably couldn't have a movie called The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas anymore. Uh, Silver Streak <laughs> and Harold and Maud, which is mm. one of those... Harold and Maud. Very wow. famous movies. <laughs> um, I remember Patricia, that. <laughs> Patricia Resnick uh, wrote Straight Talk, which was another Dolly movie. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And uh, Second Sight. Oh, God. Second Bronson Sight with Bronson Pinchot when he plays the media. John, John, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> John watched that not that long ago. It was like a year ago. I was Yeah, within the last couple <laughs> yeah. years. It's, it's like, like not that long ago. Yeah, it was like I, 2012. I like, <laughs> it's like that and vibes. <laughs> Just 2012 over. was... Longer than yeah. a year. I know, but you say it was like, oh, it was recently. It was like, more. I bet it was more than a year ago. I like, said yeah, not recently. that long ago. Recently enough that when I saw that, I was like, let me write that down. That, that That's actually a, I enjoyed that. And it's kind of holds. Some of it more or less doesn't. But most of that movie holds up. <laughs> Interesting. Well, maybe you should pick it for the podcast because I'm sure it didn't do good. <laughs> um, so this stars Lily Tomlin as Violet who, um, of course, was from The Incredible Shrinking Woman. Right. And Didn't she, after this? She was on Murphy Brown. She was on 46 episodes time. of Murphy Brown, which is why I know, which is why I know her so well. Because um, I, I looked, watched a lot of them, but I don't remember her. Well, I used to watch Murphy Brown Naked Night because it would go, cheers, Murphy Brown. <laughs> I was looking through her IMDb. I really not have not seen that much that she's in, but I feel like she's such a staple from she when I was growing Steve up. Martin movie, uh, but I have watched Man a shit ton of Murphy Brown. No, um, down I've to watched you. most down of, all of me. All of me, thank you. She was also in A Prairie Home Companion, which is a movie that I love. The Carol Burnett show. She's on that mm-hmm. too sometimes. Also starring Jane Fonda as Judy. I loved her. Who, in those welcome back to the podcast from Book Club. No, no, welcome She's back. She's also the- famous for Barbarella. And those Burger. And she videos. was in Cat Baloo, which is this movie from the 70s that I remember watching. <laughs> Cat Baloo. Don't think, yeah. Never. When we turned it on, though, Tony was like, look, they're working together. Still now. <laughs> but, like, Jane Fonda's another one. Like, I looked through her whole IMDb. I'm like, I really have. On Golden Pond. I really have not seen that many of her movies. Although I did see a Monster in Law, which I quite enjoyed her. <laughs> Again, my mother had a lot of Jane Fonda videos. Seen that. So they were the workout videos, so I'd seen a lot of. Um, Jane and Fonda. then uh, we got Dolly Parton as Dora Lee, and she was, of course, in Rhinestone. Goddamn right. 
Um, she was in Steel Magnolias, which is oh, yeah, a sure. movie I fantastically love. Did that already? No. No, we will someday, though. I'll it's really it good. I love it. That's not an appreciated, though. No, she just said I'll eventually pick it for my birthday. Oh. <laughs> do you need? Do you want a Q-tip to clear out your clean out your ear holes? Huh? <laughs> and she was also in a movie not that long ago called Joyful Noise, which we watched. Mm-hmm. Me and Carly did. It was pretty good. Queen Latifah was in that. And she also did a rapper turned actress, also uh-huh. enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Islands in the Stream, which is a great song with Kenny Rogers. Yes, but that, is that a movie? The video was. See, was we're talking about movies that I Dolly mean, was in. Movies. She was in The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas uh-huh. and Straight Talk. Um, and then finally, Dabney Coleman, Baby who uh, plays the character of Frank Hart, and he was in War Games, and You've Got Mail, and you know what else he was in? Blazing Sam? Dragnet. <laughs> so I wrote some movie, Dragnet. Which is a movie I'd really like to do talk about on the podcast. <laughs> Dragnet. Is it October? That's <laughs> no. the same. Because if it's not October, we don't need to worry about that. When you, if we ever do Dragnet, we'll get to do a welcome back to the podcast hey. from one Dabney Coleman. Hey, you, you ever see uh, Breakfast Club? Yes, you keep it up. I got a whole bag full right here. <laughs> Your entire 2020 is right here. You may not see this till next year. Keep fucking with me. Right. I don't know why you're so hopeful. hopeful. Or hurtful? Hopeful. Hope. I'm so hopeful and you're so hurtful. There we go. <laughs> I maybe shouldn't be trying to podcast today. Can't words. All right, so this She's movie opens. All day, you know? <laughs> this movie opens with the theme song, 9 to 5. Dum, 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 and we see a bunch of people waking up Fudge. and getting ready for work. No, stop that. <laughs> it's very woman-focused, although that's not the only people that we see. But, no, I didn't get, well. But they keep focusing in on various women. and... Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so it's a very long sequence that ends with a woman in an elevator. It's Jane Fonda, Judy... She's here for her first day of work. With a lovely hit. She's assigned to Violet, uh, who's Lily Tomlin, for training. She's wearing a kimono. She's not wearing a kimono. He was like, is she in a kimono? I said, I think that's just her work cardigan. (laughs) She is in, I would say, a Japanese-influenced kimono-esque thing, but it is not a kimono. And what do you put on when it's cold? A robe. Kimona. But and there you go. It is like one of those shawl things. Shawl things? She also has a rad belt buckle on. I don't know. <laughs> oh. I was like, oh, look at that belt buckle. I, I was going to take a fly. picture for you because I was like, she just beat the Intercontinental Champion or something. For that <laughs> it was huge. It was and giant. If someone she shoots at her, has, she'll be right. She also has a butterfly ring on. Yep. That... I said to Tony, I think Elaine's going to like that butterfly ring. She had a butterfly necklace at one point, too. She was into the butterfly. She was very It's like a boomerang where you have the mushroom belt Mm -hmm. and the mushroom shoes and Mm -hmm. the socks and inside of the jacket. So Violet shows Judy around the office, uh, introduces her to Roz, who is Mr. Hart's administrative assistant and kind of the office spy. And uh, Violet warns Judy if she ever wants to gossip in the ladies' room to check under the stalls for for feet. Mm-hmm. And um, scream callback. We learn that Violet has been, worked here for twelve years, and that she is the person who originally trained Mister Hart, who is their current boss, and he has just been promoted to vice president. We meet Mister Hart himself, who comes across as very patronizing. No, he's kind of a dick. No, he's, he's, see, he's 
obviously trying to be nice and seem mm. like kind, but he's just patronizing and sexist. Yeah, he's not nice. And, you know, it's a jungle out there, but if we can all work together, we can cut the balls off our competition. Well, that's true. He then hits so on he Judy. He talks about teamwork, yeah. too. I think it's wrong that you guys didn't get to play sports because you don't understand teamwork. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I think that was the desired effect. Was it, it, was, it was supposed to just piss you off. Be like, oh. Well, he then hits on Judy. Tells her how pretty she is. Oh, Judy, mm-hmm. Judy. And Judy. then asks Violet oh, to buy a Judy present Judy for his her. wife. And she's like, dude, I'm not your secretary. I supervise the ladies out there. And he's I like, and didn't hair. I just give you a speech about teamwork? <laughs> I'm not your personal assistant. Because that's not even a secretary's job. That is your personal assistant's job. Yeah. <laughs> well, and even then. I've never had a secretary. Or I would say that in, I would say at this point. The secret, his secretary is a personal assistant. Yeah. They're the one and the same at this point. Administrative assistant. Because she's talking about having to go out to gas up his car. Because and get him gas. Because <laughs> Roz is his administrative assistant, but Doralee is just his is more of a personal assistant. She's just his secretary. Then, as they're leaving Mr. Hart's office, we do meet Doralee. What are you? Po- your point. You get my ring that fell on the floor. Why are you? What's with you always playing with your wedding ring? Didn't go my coffee this time. What are you complaining about? (laughs) (laughs) No, I want that back. That's mine. No, I'm. It's mine. No, mine. All right. Stop taking it off. Focus. If you would wear your wedding ring, people wouldn't hit on you. No one hits on me. Mm Mhm. Well, there's that one lady. Skanks. She's like fifty. Skanks. Skanks. Um, Oh, a skank. She's a very nice old lady. So. uh... She was there opening day when this movie came out. So then we meet. <laughs> we <fine> meet. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Dora Lee and Judy. And then we see Judy going to work. She, of course, has the usual first day shenanigans mm-hmm. all with her but typewriter. How about that copy and wow. <laughs> <laughs> it was We're not the size there. Of the room. <laughs> it was a, holy shit. Um, let's see. At lunch, the work girls are all gossiping about Dora Lee and how the rumors are that she so is sleeping with Mr. Hart. She has and lunch by herself. Then we Poor see Dora Lee. Hart calling Dora Lee into his office where he gives her a gift to apologize because they apparently went to a convention out of state, but there was no real. convention. He was trying to get her into bed. Allegedly. So no, I'm pretty sure she's like, no, it's my fault. Next time, I'll just have to make sure there's really a convention. And you're like, I'm what? sorry, huh? <laughs> yeah, it is her fault for falling for his bullshit. Yeah. I mean, it's not her fault. We don't victim blame. But he here, gives but her the scarf that he sent Violet out to buy for his, his wife. wife. And then, like, the office isn't gonna know that, but he doesn't care. Well, he, he gives her the gift, <laughs> and then he professes his love for her, and she's like, "Get off me, you creepazoid!" And then his wife comes in, Misty. Who's completely oblivious to what's happening. She wanted, she wanted in, dumb hoes. And uh, <laughs> even when Doralee says that he had given her the scarf, because she's like, oh, what's that? Did you get a present? And Doralee's like, well, it's from your husband. And she's like, oh, put it on. It's so pretty. That was so she's nice of him. Stupid. He really appreciates you and the work you See, do. why do they make her seem like she's stupid? <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, she doesn't look like she's stupid. I kept waiting for it to be like a thing because she's rich, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he gets off of her money, but if 
if he cheats on her, she can break from him. And right. He doesn't get as much. See, money. They make it seem like he got where he is because of her, and I'm sure she's probably smarter than that. I would say that if this movie was made today, that probably would be part of the thing. Mm-hmm. If but this movie was made today, when she calls and says. Oh, he's doing a weird workout thing. She would have started plotting with them. (laughs) I would say that... Ooh, they should remake this, but swap the sexes. That always works. I think that it is... I mean, she's just oblivious. She loves her husband. And I don't think he got where he is because of her. I think he got where he is because he's the man. And this is the kind of company that promotes men rather than women. Mm-hmm. And but obviously, we see that later when Bob gets promoted. Also, if they redid this and they swapped the sexes, it would only push the point across more. Because when you see the swap of the sexes, when people go, "Holy shit, that can't be real," <laughs> <laughs> that would help. But <laughs> someone get Disney on the phone; they'll buy it. <laughs> I don't know, but also at this time period, I feel like it wouldn't be weird for a man to buy a gift for his secretary if she's doing a lot of extra work for him. Like now, you don't buy gifts for people who work under you. It's not appropriate. Not unless you buy gifts for everybody. Except for like Secretary's Day. Right. (laughs) And then it's like flowers or a coffee mug. But back back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s. You buy like lingerie. Well, not lingerie. (laughs) But it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be untoward to buy gifts as to say thank you because there was that that See, was more of a custom. You would just, just do me. that. I think we should bring that back. I'd like to get gifts. It's the same with... <laughs> okay. It's the same with, like, you, like you when feel somebody like, moved, really moved work. in, everybody would bring them food or, like, that sort of thing. Or when you do a good job, they give you, like, a gift card. Here's Here, go out yeah. to dinner on us or something like that. Yeah, go to, like, the Outback Steakhouse. But they don't... Or the Ruth's Chris, if you're really good. But our, our culture in America has changed, and we don't really do that kind of stuff anymore. I know. So I don't think that think is, like, you, an insult. But like, not me. Give me some shit. So now this seems super inappropriate that he would have bought her a scarf. But I honestly think that twenty years ago, forty, 40. years ago, it probably wasn't wasn't an instant red flag. He's fucking his secretary, kind of. Thing. Well, as I was, I don't know if I was even alive yet. No, I'm sure I was alive. But Mm-mm-mm. you may or may I don't know. Depends on when this came out. You I thought were, we looked it up last time and it was December. I thought you said maybe, you were six maybe. months old. But I was alive. I well, wasn't doing too much other than you drooling. were born in August. So <laughs> thank you. I'm aware you were maybe not technically alive, but you were growing the entirety of yeah, 1980. Right. Yeah. You had been conceived. I'd been conceived. Okay. Well, now now that we've covered all that, <laughs> you definitely were more than just an itch. Thanks. You're welcome. Anywho, so. Then, then we see fun with copy machines. Mm-hmm. With how loud was that Xerox Room machine? Size Xerox machine. People have gone deaf <laughs> near the Xerox machine. There like, should have come with what? ear protection. <laughs> yeah, and Xerox machines are still pretty big. Like we have one in the office. It's a massive machine, but it does pretty much everything. Ours is like half the size of this table. Like the width, but not, we're at a card table, people. So you can get that imagine <laughs> in your head. It's how if you chop this card table and half and race it another foot off the ground that's the much that's as much space as our copy machine takes up at the office (laughs) day two does it staple things Uh, i gotta know because a lot of i know because you can staple with copy machines as as far as i'm aware ours is not you should look into that i bet it does i don't really care if it collates you should (laughs) check it out 
Day two, we see Violet being awesome at her job. Did you know Crocodile Dundee had not been invented when this movie came out? <laughs> and Doralee tries to be nice to Judy, but Judy is recently divorced because her husband left her for his secretary. So the fact that she thinks Doralee is having sex with her boss makes her not want to speak to her She's at all. very judgy. None like too much. That evening, Doralee talk to her husband about it and it's like I'm as nice as I can be and they all treat me like a bastard at a, can- at a family picnic and it really hurts her feelings but he seems to like her a lot <laughs> he's like don't worry I'll make you feel better <laughs> and like winks at her she seems into it it's cool they're married it's cool they're married alright so then we see we continue to go to work with the ladies and we see Mr. Hart give his boss um, a report that Ro- that Violet had written and submitted to him about color coding accounts and how it would increase efficiency. And uh, we see Mr. Hart give it and claim it as his own. And this is probably why he got that promotion, because he's secretly been claiming everybody's work as his own, or maybe even not so secretly. But I get the impression that it doesn't matter that he stole from a woman. I bet he steals from everybody equally. I'm sure he does. He seems like the kind of asshole that would steal anybody's work. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anybody well, who works under him, he can get away with it. Right. <laughs> One of the reviews I read said, this is how you do a a movie where a female-led movie where the male is the antagonist he's not the antagonist just because he's a man he's an antagonist because he's a bastard <laughs> well in all honesty, because he's just a douchebag he treats all his employees like crap but and there's men there's male employees we don't get to see them they don't really have many they don't have speaking roles objects. they're but they're in the back room so, background so it's obvious that there are male employees here but and he probably treats them just as bad because nobody seems to like him. Yeah, I mean he has a lot of rules too. No personal items on the desk. They can't even have a coffee mug on their desk. They have to go to the break room to drink coffee. <laughs> and he has uh, what's your Joe gotta go. Roz keep track of everybody that yeah. does, breaks any rules. So she's like the hall monitor. Yeah. But She'd give uh, punch run the jejunum for that. Oof. Violet's pissed off about this, and we see her fixing her garage door opener with her son and he mm-hmm. tells her she needs to chill out and offers to give her some marijuana. Oh, not White Widow Super Cheese? <laughs> not White Widow Super Cheese, but some Maui Wowie. Wow. Whatever that it's is. Maui Wowie. Maui Wowie. Some Maui Wowie. <laughs> Shut up. You're so cute. <laughs> Shut up. You're being mean. I'm not being mean. I said you were cute. Fuck off. Next thing we see is Don't Violet. Don't uh, She's been, there's been a promotion because he was promoted to vice uh, president. president. It seems his old job is probably, his old position is probably available. And he promotes Bob instead of Violet. Son and of a bitch. Violet is like, I've been here 12 years. I have seniority. I trained Bob. I trained you. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you passing me over? And first he, Bob has a family. And first he says some bullshit. He has a college degree. And she's like, well, I was working here while he was getting that useless piece and He's of like, shit. he's got family <laughs> support. And she says, so and do I. <laughs> because we have learned at this point that Violet is a widow and is raising four children by herself. Oof. And a college degree is pretty much an expensive piece of and uh, come at me, bro. She's like, "Tell me the truth." And he's like, "Well, this is a boys' club. I'm sorry, you're a lady." So he basically says, in not so many words, that it's because you're a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, and she, this position needs a man. The people that work with this position want to work with men. And because he sits in his chair. You want to hear figures from men? 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see how that would be a sex thing, but sure. Well, you're not sexist. <laughs> Thank you. You're slightly misogynistic I am sometimes. Not. <laughs> but you are not really sexist. Wow. You can be sometimes. Coming from sex. the person who refuses to open ketchup bottles. Oh, shit. Hot take. I am not a feminist. <laughs> I have never claimed to be a feminist. I like being taken care of by the man whom I married in order to be taken care of by a man. <laughs> I he don't. things like make brownies. I made brownies yesterday. He bakes for me. I don't. <laughs> I, don't. I, I do manly shit like bake. I don't. Okay, so I'm reading Here Real Men Knit. And oh, he's yeah. like... What the fuck kind of title is that? Real it's men a weird knit. title. Like, whether a man knits or not does not invoke his manliness. Which I'm like, that's kind of the point. Is just because he knits doesn't make him not a real man. Yeah. And John was having a real problem. And I'm like, it's just a romance. <laughs> well, it's because they're coming across saying, you know, if you're a real, real, real man, you'll knit. No. But if you're a real man, you'll do what needs to be done yeah. for your family. And his mother had a knitting shop. And goddamn, I make brownies. And he's trying to save it. And just because he knits doesn't make him not a real man. Just because you bake doesn't mean you're not a real man. But the point is, funnily enough, that I like being... T- Jesus. That I am not a feminist. <laughs> it's fine. I don't pretend I am. We're like a 45 minutes into this. That's Okay. <laughs> It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be 95 minutes. It's actually not. Because we're already getting to... No, but we got to get this done by 95 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) We should be able to, because that's an hour and 35 minutes. I'll do my best. That's the usual goal anyway. We cut it off. We're not done. I'm cutting that motherfucker off. (laughs) But, so, Mr. Hart sits down in his chair, which is broken, and he screams for Doralee to come in. And so Violet is yelling at him, and he's yelling at Dora Lee about his chair, and Violet goes on a fucking rant. And she's like, I'll tell you one thing. You better not ever call me one of your girls again. Because I am a mistress. Because I, I am a woman. I'm not your girl. I'm not your wife. I'm not even your mistress. And Dora Lee goes, I'm, excuse me? she points at Dora Lee when she says I'm not and your she's mistress. she's like, mistress? Who says I'm his mistress? And, and she's like, he does. <laughs> and Everybody knows. And Dora Lee gets pissed. She's like, that's why everybody hates me. <laughs> so Violet storms out and Dora Lee yells at Hart now and is like, I put up. She said she puts up with the pinching. No. <laughs> the pinching seems the a bit pinching. much. Even pinching. in 1980, I think that would have been, been a bit much. pinching her butt and the leering and the phone. It may not have just been her butt. And she's like, I need this job. She does have a pointy bra. <laughs> I thought she was going to start voguing. <laughs> if she gets a quarter right, she's going to catch somebody right in the eye. There's a lawsuit right there. And I know that this was the this was 1980. Uh-huh. And bra technology was not what it is today, although it's not much different today. No. But <laughs> I think that thing. But she has she has big things in front of her. She yes. a quote that everybody else uses. It was very distracting. She, she has no idea John said that, dear, while we watched the I movie. Said, and I said, stop sexually harassing Donna Martin. Excuse I me. Was doing no, no. Too. <laughs> I said, and I quote, she has big things in front of her. She's about to sing Islands in the Stream. End of conversation. That's what I oh, said. Oh, that's, that's, I did more than that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You insinuated. But every time you guys Excuse say me. she's what got did I say? in front of her. 
She's about to sing Islands in the Stream. That is a phenomenal song. I fucking dig it the most. Could you take it down a notch? Ben had to turn down his head. <laughs> really? Audrey was deaf from when you said hi. I just kept focusing on the bra, and I actually paused at one point to point out things to Tony about the bra. Tony's like, she was breaking it down like Iron Man. She's like, this is the Mark III uh, repulsor technology under the boobs. I was like, I just can't stop looking at it. <laughs> anyway, proceed. Like, Anyways. Oh. Hey, look, Dolly likes big boobs, big hair, and big makeup. She's a woman after my and own And I heart. don't have any of those things. So. <laughs> I got big makeup. She got big money. Someday my, some days my hair is big, but not because I want it to be. She it's frizzy, people. Museum it can Dollywood. be really frizzy. Yep. <sighs> I would go to Dollywood. I'd go to Dollywood. Where's Dollywood? It's- I, I, don't know. I would enjoy going once just to experience the same thing. Oh, let's plan a trip to Pennsylvania. Like oh. I would go there let's, too. Let's plan a trip to Dollywood. <laughs> let's figure out where it is first. Because if it's in like downtown Chicago, I'm not going. It's no, in it's, Tennessee. It's in Tennessee. <laughs> if it's in Memphis, I'm good. I don't think so. It's probably closer to Nashville. It's in Tennessee. <laughs> Tennessee. 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 Lord, I really. Uh, <laughs> Trap Colt, not Quest. Um, who, who was that? They did Mr. Wendell? I don't remember. I know the song. Arrested Development. I don't know who who sings most songs. <laughs> I don't well, much like Thanos and Tony Stark, they're not the only ones cursed with knowledge. Mm. I also know about Arrested Development. No Steve Miller band at the thrift store today? You didn't go to the thrift store, did no. you? No. Focus. I really want the Abracadabra. Oh, boy. Steve Miller. Hey, hey there was a time in my life when I was obsessed with the Wide River. I know. I'm, 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 it's in my car, that copy you made. She is gonna. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. Pigeon Forge. Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. It's in the Blue Ridge Mountains, isn't it? There's a famous battle there. Oh, hey, you want to talk about 9 to 5 now? <laughs> um, so, Dorley threatens her that if he ever hits on her again, she's got a gun in her purse and she knows how to use it and she will turn him from a rooster to a hen. So she committed a crime, and it's so not then, okay because he committed a crime. So that evening, the ladies are drunk at a bar because they all leave work early. I don't think like, they were drunk. This place. Well, I didn't get the impression they were drunk. They were drinking, but I don't think they were drunk. Yeah. By the they, end of the night, they're no, they weren't drunk. Under either. the influence. <laughs> so they're drinking they were at the bar. They weren't drunk though, and they're talking, and. Um, Violet's upset because of the promotion. Doralee's upset because the of sexual harassment. the sexual harassment. And Judy is upset because after Violet and Doralee left work, Roz came and told Mr. Hart that one of the... One of the one other of the ladies, ladies that does Judy's job. Yeah. You know, like data entry or whatever they are. Yeah. Filers. They're sec- <laughs> um, she's uh, transcribing something. That's why she was typing and had to keep whatever ripping out the paper. She's transcribing. Whatever they're doing. One of the other something. ladies. I can't remember what it was that she did. That she talked about how much money. She oh makes. yes. Which you can't talk about how much money you make in compared to anybody else. So Roz and he fired her. Yeah. Um, Norfolk, Norfolk to Dollywood is eight hours. Fun. That's not bad at all. It's 159 hours if you want to walk. <laughs> I don't want to walk. Let me think I mean, about that last part. For 44 hours by bike. I'm, I'm also not doing that. That sounds like an uncomfortable See, 44 hours. hours to walk. That's what it said. Well, these boots are made for walking. No? Um, not that far. They'll probably fall off midway. 
There I was know. a time in my life when I wanted to walk part of the Appalachian Trail. Oh my god, those people are yahoos. I wouldn't do the whole thing, just parts. It's supposed to be really beautiful. But, yeah, it's never going to happen. <laughs> Maybe one day I'll drive part If of you <laughs> are the type of person that would walk the entirety of the Appalachian Trail, you heard me, I called you a yahoo. <laughs> she does not I'll speak for all of us. I do not think you're a yahoo. That's a tired take. You are someone who's like, you know what? I'm going to do some crazy shit. I'm going to go ahead. Just like the guys who who scale Mount Olympus. Olympus. Everest. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Those who scale Mount Mount Olympus, too. Those guys are yahoos. (laughs) (laughs) Those are gods. Might be yahoos. Oh, my God. I I think at this point in my life, I would drive to a part, do a little hike, (laughs) drive to another part, do a little hike. We're going to put it on the old bucket list. We'll watch a YouTube video on it and be just as well. I still want to see New England in the fall, and that's part of it. <laughs> so Drinking at a bar. <laughs> Violet finds the joint from her son in her purse. Oh, and she says, let's go light this up in the ladies' room. But Doralee's got a better idea. Her husband's at a singing gig. They can go back to her house. They go back to her house and, and they girl get old fashioned girl pop high. party or something. What do they call it? <laughs> I was like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I don't think it's a real thing. <laughs> it might have been in the seventies. You don't know. Anywho, you weren't alive. That's right. I was like, in the you bathroom. weren't alive either. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, they all get high, and when they get high, you they start talking. You might have been alive, but you can see shit. <laughs> Once Judy gets super stoned, she tells them this fantasy that she has. Of hunting heart. Is it just through the these fantasy scenes take way too fucking long? They're a bit long. Mm-hmm. So she we could have got the point. Is dressed yeah. like the gentleman from Jumanji, <laughs> and we see a pit. <laughs> we see a mob chasing with dogs and pitchforks and torches chase Hart through the office and as the if he was Frankenstein's monster. I and was he like, this goes Beauty and the Beast. Kill yeah. the beast. <laughs> he goes to hide in his office, and there's Judy dressed like that dude from Jumanji. And um, he's like, you gotta help me. And she's like, no. And he, she tells him, he, uh, you're a sexist, lying, egotistical, hypocritical bigot. Which and is also the name of the like the DVD cut. They put that on mm-hmm. there. Yep. And uh, then she tells him, goodbye, boss man. It's quitting time. And shoots him. She counts to ten. Why would you count to ten? I thought I kept thinking one, two, three. Okay, maybe four. Why would you count it all? You're going to shoot someone. I was like, Jesus, now he's halfway across the office. (laughs) Now you got to aim. (laughs) She kills him and rides his head on her wall like a trophy. That is her fantasy. Because he has a deer head on the wall. Right. And then Doralee tells them her fantasy for doing heart in. And she said she would like to make him feel the way that he makes her feel. So she sexually her. So you know, first she rides in on a horse, uh-huh. <laughs> and then because she's on the, the boss. Floor, wherever they're at is well, right by the stables. Yep. They're on twelve. <laughs> but it doesn't. This is a fantasy, and she goes into her office, and this time she's the boss, and he's the secretary, and she just sexually harasses the crap out of him. To which I told Elaine, and if Dolly then, Parton was saying those things to me or any other guy, they'd be like, they'd be okay with it. <laughs> it would not be okay if Dolly Parton was trying to sexually harass you. It might be okay once. You'd be like, ooh, I think she thinks I'm cute. But if you had to do that every day, you'd be like, can you stop treating me like an object? I don't think anybody (laughs) has actually sexually harassed you. (laughs) If you enjoyed it, it's not harassment. Ooh, well, there's that. (laughs) Because by its very nature, 
you don't and it's not flirting you get hit on which you do enjoy but <laughs> harassment Sometimes you don't enjoy it's unwanted and it makes you feel creepy therefore you if you were truly being sexually harassed you would not like it i don't think i, I don't think i'd like if she was pinching me bums no. <laughs> so anyway so first she not, like, sexually harasses him and then he he's not into it and he tries to get away so she tells him he can't leave and he runs away but she she ropes him she ropes him and hog ties him she lassoes him and then hog ties him I like how they sped it up and like, then, she clearly yeah. did it but they sped it up really fast and then she put him on a barbecue. Yeah, that was a, a bit spit excessive. And roasted him. Sure, <laughs> that's a bit excessive, right there. I was with you up until then, Dolly. We stop at cannibalism. But yeah. then we get yeah, Violet's fantasy, and Violet's fantasy is the weirdest. <laughs> <laughs> Is the weirdest really yes. the weirdest? The weirdest. Well, she. It's, it's. I. I felt like in this fantasy they were trying a little too hard with it, like with they the effects the and the weirdness. I was like, I didn't need all this. <laughs> the ten million dollars all went and for this scene, right? It was very long. Hers was very it? Snow White inspired. It wasn't Bambi in it? It felt kind of like Robin Hoodie with yes. all those woodland Well, they just. <laughs> They took inspiration from Snow White, Bambi, and Robin Hood. Oh, no. And they took, and then they changed the characters to make them look different enough that they wouldn't be sued. Ooh, it's in the trivia. It's in the trivia. And she instead gets in her fantasy where she's pretty much Snow White. He yells at her to get him coffee, and she does. And instead of putting skinny and sweet in no, his coffee, she takes a po- yeah. she takes her ring and puts poison in it instead. And it's skinny and, and sweet because it can't be sweet. Gives no. him the coffee. He drinks it and he says, I don't think that was, I think there's something wrong with that coffee. And she's like, you're right. Poison. <laughs> and then she uses his office chair like an ejector seat. And, and launches him out, out the, the window. window. And then he dies. And then we see all of the poor enslaved office workers yeah. celebrate <laughs> as peace per- becomes across the, the land. on the wrists all pop off. Everyone's going to be and you see the three ladies dressed up like princesses from um, Sleeping Beauty or something. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so they all laugh and have fun about their fantasies of how they would do their bossing, which is much like people do now. I've never. Although I've watched. never. I've been like, I could fantasize that this person got fired and moved away and I never saw them again. But I don't ever wish harm on people. I, I just want them to disappear from my life. I just want them to retire with Sephira. I feel like most people don't fantasize about how to kill their boss. They fantasize about all the wonderful ways they would quit their job. Yeah. Take this job or and all the wonderful it. ways they Pitchett. wish that person Shovel would get fired. <laughs> or how many Shovel. times they wish Close they enough. could call in work rich. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, um, oh, I'd go in for that. I wouldn't call in. I'd, I'd come in. <laughs> And I'd do a dance around the office. Yeah, a lot like Jerry Maguire. Yep. See, this is you <laughs> fantasizing about how you'd quit your job, That's right. which is what most people do. Mm-hmm. But this is a exaggeration. Who's coming with me? Funny. None of you fuckers. Anyway, so we get to the next day. Viol- uh, Laura Lee is gone, running errands or something. So he yells to Vi- so Mr. Hart yells to Violet to get him coffee because if Dora Lee isn't there, then Violet has to go get him coffee. And. Um, hmm. Earlier that morning, she said that she had to run to the grocery store on her lunch break because they're almost out of everything. And uh, so she goes into it's the break room. It's a weird list, like cat food, rat poison. Ant bug <laughs> spray. Don't yeah. mix those up. Yeah. So oh. 
she goes into the break room and starts to make a co- make him some coffee. And one of her coworkers is like, we're out of skinny and sweet. And she says, I know. I picked some up at my on my lunch break. So the skinny and sweet comes in a box that's yellow. Kind of like the Domino sugar boxes. Mm-hmm. And she... But it has like a woman's leg on it, doesn't it? I think so. And then the rat poison has a rat. Looks the same thing as white yellow with a black outline, but but it's a mouse. So she pulls out a yellow box from her thing and puts it and puts it in his coffee that sets another counter, and we see that it is not skinny sweet. It is rat poison. Also, I would not be that calm about having to buy rat poison. Yeah, (laughs) in in industrial size boxes. But it doesn't matter. If I ever have to go to the grocery store and need to pick up rat poison, I will be freaking out because that means there's rat in my house. <laughs> this is a cause for concern. Once found a dead We've rat had to buy mouse Dog kills it because the neighbors have a garden and I think that rat was eating that and came over to our house and, and they were wrong. He chose poorly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways. I still think it was Elaine's dog that killed him. Because if it was my dog, he would have ate it. That's true. <laughs> That was when we still had Pippi. Pippi could have done it. No, Pippi would have ate it. Pippi once know. walked across the backyard with a tree in his in, in his mouth, and I never found the tree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Bosses, you know, he might kill rats. Not now. He's old now. Oh, he's crotchety now. If they start fucking with him, he'll kill him. He's crotchety. I love my dog. It's okay. Yeah, you want to talk about 9 to 5 for a minute? He's really... Really <laughs> Anyways, so she gives him the coffee and leaves him. And he goes to take a sip of his coffee, but his chair completely correct collapses and he hits his head on the credenza. The coffee spills all over the floor and he gets knocked out. So then Laura Lee, or Dora Lee comes back from her errands and goes into his office and finds him unconscious on the floor. I mean, if it hit him right in the right spot, it might have knocked him out. He wouldn't have been knocked out for that I long. mean, not obviously from what we saw. I think they shouldn't have turned his chair so he hit the floor. I think they should have let him hit the table well, behind his they, desk. They <laughs> say that he did. He hit the credenza. Yeah, but but the that's sh- not what we saw. <laughs> it's not what we saw. The special, it's only a $10 million film. They blew it all on the fence. They did spend all that money making his head spin and go black and white. <laughs> A little animated bird swine. <laughs> that animated shit wasn't cheap. No, you know, know that. And that yeah, spoon disintegrating must have been expensive. They made the spoon fly. It was weird. And the poison crossbones. So, that was pretty Yeah. Cool. That's where all the money went. So they call Give an ambulance. <laughs> so Violet went somewhere, but she comes back. It's the end of the day, and they're getting ready to leave. And Judy tells Violet she missed all the excitement. Mr. Hart had some sort of attack and they had to take him to the ambulance. And she's like, oh no. And then she goes into the break room where she finds the rat poison. And she realizes that she put rat poison in his coffee and thinks that she has poisoned him. So She grabs Judy and says, we need to go to the hospital so that we can tell the doctor what happens because they're going to have to pump his stomach. I accidentally gave this man rat poison. <laughs> so they go to the hospital. Which is a very logical and good thing to do. Which is the last time <laughs> she does anything that's logical. <laughs> After this, not so much. So Hart, so we go to the hospital and we see Hart being examined by a doctor, and he wakes up and he seems fine. We already know he didn't ingest the rat poison because the coffee spilled. But this but, hospital scene is—I yeah. was like, what? <laughs> what about it bothered you? The doctor's like, I mean. I think we should do some x-rays. And he's like, I don't want x-rays. And then another patient comes in and he's like, all right. <laughs> and then, did you see 
Now, I had to take a CPR class like CPR. a week ago. He's like reaching across and barely tapping the dude. One, I said, Tony, I'm giving you CPR. This is 1980 um, CPR. I, what, I will say that I did think, yes, the, C, the CPR is funny, but I didn't. I mean. But just the doctor's demeanor was just way too casual. And Hey, you don't I know just, what doctors were like in the 80s. I, was like, I mean. <laughs> Is this a better or worse doctor than the psychiatrist from the Trilogy of Terror? Oh. <laughs> that was Commandant Lassard. I beg you not to speak ill of him. I'm just saying. You do not speak ill of the Commandant. Old-timey doctors don't seem to be that great. <laughs> and by old-timey, I mean 40 years ago. Just give him Dr. Pepper. He'll be fine. Oh. I'm a pepper. You're a pepper. All right, so Here the ladies go. get there. And um, because, and so the doctor is distracted, as Carly said, by another patient that comes in that's in cardiac arrest. And while this happens, Hart just leaves. And he's like, fuck this noise. I'm out of here. Well, he doesn't go to the desk or anything and sign he's out. Like, he's like, peace out. I'm on my mobile. Well, he says, uh, I'm not going to let you overcharge me. I know what's going to happen here. Well, I'm going home. Bye-bye. So he goes home. And you can do that. You're allowed to just walk out of a hospital. Yeah, but he doesn't check out. So when the girls try to find out what happened to him, they don't actually know. You get signed out. But anyway, so the girls come in and they run into Dorley, who went with him to the hospital because his wife is on vacation. So And she's the one that found him. So she went with him to the hospital. And they're like, where's Hart? And Judy tells Dorley what Violet did. (laughs) And they're like, we got to find the doctor. So they go to... Dorley's like, well, he's over here in emergency, and then they see a cop in the hallway it's because amazing. the other gentleman. It's amazing. So there's a, was in protective uni- custody or something. Well, there's a uniform officer and a detective, it looks like, because this guy was a, some sort of witness, but he dies. And so they over, they're like, oh no, they already called the cops. And then they overhear the cops trying to find out what happened to the man and some orderly saying that he died. So now Violet is sure that she has accidentally murdered her boss. And you can tell this before HIPAA, because then the doctor comes out and was like, I think it was poison. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the hallway. She yells it out, anybody want to know what killed this guy? So then she sits, so Violet then loses her shit. Yep. She is sitting there contemplating the end of her life when she realizes they've left the body unattended. Which, you know, they so probably would. she steals it. Which seems like a really bad idea. And puts it in the trunk of her car. Well, first, no, she gets stopped by the candy striper, who she treats oh. like shit. Yeah, she really this does. Really That's right, time. I'm a doctor. Why am I talking to you? Right? <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's off. It's like, okay, peasant. It was going well for her, though, because she said, I worked downstairs, and she has the dead body, and the chick's like, oh, the morgue. <laughs> All right, so she could have been like, yeah, I got to go. <laughs> but, yes, was she mean dinner. to the candy striper? Sure, but she was trying to steal a body. You're She's... All you don't draw attention to yourself when you're stealing a body. Everybody knows. It's common knowledge. When you're stealing a body, Tony, back me up. Yes. You be casual. How many bodies have you stolen? I don't talk about it. <laughs> Today? Or... <laughs> in general? Yeah. Um, what time frame are you talking about? Anyways, yeah, a busy week. Of it's just like a, yeah, it's just a one through ten thing. So, I, I don't think her behavior with the candy striper is great, but at the same time, I feel it's only understandable because she's stolen a body. Well, she hadn't stolen yet. She was puts stealing. puts the body in her trunk. I thought you wanted me to hurry up. <laughs> she puts the body in you her trunk. You want to talk about the doll. <laughs> oh, man. And then they run out. Because they see and her. And she's like, jump in the car. And she tells them she's stolen the body. <clears throat> and they can't do an autopsy. 
If they don't have a body. If they don't have a body. So they're just going to get some cement and throw them off the end of the pier. And they're like, you can't do that. And she's like, it worked for Jimmy Hoffa. One of them was like, they're no. going to find it. They always find it. And then she says, they haven't found Jimmy Hoffa. Because that's not what they did with Jimmy Hoffa. Because they don't know what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. Because Jimmy Hoffa wasn't found. But maybe I they did, chopped him up and put him in sauce. This was me watching it. Slow down. The cops are going to pull you over. Slow yeah. down. <laughs> she's, she's obviously lost it and driving like a lunatic. Yeah, she's yeah. driving like either Starsky or I can't believe Hutch. she didn't pop a tire. <laughs> but she does end up in an accident. She dodges a delivery van and, and, trust and, and hits accident. a dumpster. Uh-huh. She doesn't... She, she effectively leaves the scene of an accident. It just takes a little while. She tries <laughs> to back the car up, but she can't because... The fender has been bent in. They try to pull out the fender, but it doesn't work. So they're like, let's get the crowbar, the tire iron out of the trunk. So Laura Lee goes to get the tire iron out. Who's Laura Lee? I don't know. Laura Lee (laughs) goes to the trunk, uh, opens it, and the body has shifted. And this is where she realizes that is not Mr. Hart. (laughs) Who's that? She calls Judy. Judy's like... That ain't Mr. Hart. And then they like, call... Violet, you move over here for a minute. <laughs> Violet's like, who's this? Which, Violet is like, seems very confused. That this Do you is- think he got up and walked away? <laughs> <laughs> Which is where she realized she stole the wrong body. Mm-hmm. And like, then they're like, like, like what are we going to do? And they're like, well, we'll just bring him back. I do think it's See, funny that it doesn't Hart. occur to them at all that maybe Mr. Hart didn't die. <laughs> They're all like, he's still dead, but his body is still well, in the hospital somewhere. <laughs> no. Yeah. But. Uh, because I thought it, it was funny. Well, the worst part is well, he, has a, he has a literal tag on his toe. You yeah. can just look at that. So they go and they no, go. This says Bob. Yeah. They Bob. go to return the body to the hospital. His name is Robert And now Paul. they have a tail light out because of the accident. And they get pulled over by a police officer. And then in order to get out of, you know, to get away from the police officer, um, Judy and Dorley pretend that they have eaten rat poison. Yes. And she goes and full asshole doctor again. Yes. Because she stole a jacket, a doctor's yes. coat. She's on a hell of a crime spree, by the way. Which, I gotta say, there's way, a ton of movies where doctors act like this and nobody ever brings it up. And I don't know why you keep pointing it out. Because being an asshole doctor, regardless of your sex, is not okay. But I, it happens in movies all the time and you don't doctors point it out. Doctors shouldn't be assholes. <laughs> Unless you're Dr. Strange. All right, so he's like, she's like, look, we got to get to the hospital right now. These women are sick. And he's so, like, I'll escort you. And she's like, I don't have time. And she goes <laughs> So they go back to the hospital and they return the body. And then they go to the nurse, nurse's station and try to find out what happened to Mr. Hart. But the nurses don't know. Because he left the hospital without telling anybody. Mm-hmm. So they honestly can't find him. So they don't know if he's alive or dead. Mm-hmm. Because nobody has any information about him or where he went or what happened to him. But they find a wheelchair and they put the dead body in the bathroom. It was very weak. <laughs> and the orderly goes in to clean the bathroom and she's like, we got another body in here. <laughs> like it, it really happens, happens all the time. So the next day they're at work and Mr. Hart just shows up for work. And they're all. I love Dora Lee's face when he walks in. They're She's like huh? shocked and confused because they don't know what happened to him. They thought he might have died, mm-hmm. and now here he's back at work. So they go in the bathroom. They talk about it and about how he must have never drank the coffee, must have spilt it, and they can't believe this is. And it's like, phew, thank goodness. <laughs> and Dor- and they met, and I think it's Dora Lee that mentions, "Did you check under the stalls?" 
for her feet and she said she looked but then we see Roz is, has her feet up on the toilet seat and is writing down everything they say on some toilet paper. On some one-ply office toilet. <laughs> I was like, how's she writing anything? <laughs> but she then, Roz then goes and tells Mr. Hart what happened. That Violet tried to kill him with rat poison. And all about how they stole the body and returned the body and they can't find him. So, this whole, so he calls Dorley into his office. And he tells her that he knows that Violet tried to kill him and that they're all accessories. And um, he tells her that if she comes over tonight and has sex with him, he'll forget all about it. Creepy. Yeah, super creep. And uh, she, he threatens her. So she, thre- she threatens him back and he says, I'm going to call the cops. And she says, if you reach for that phone, I'm going to rip it right out the wall. He goes to reach for it like a douchebag, and she takes the phone cord and hog ties him up. And he kind of stands there, he's laughing, he's like, ha, 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 ha. hey, stop that, wait a minute. <laughs> he thinks it's funny until he realizes he can't get out of it. And then she takes the scarf he bought her and stuffs it in his mouth like Because everybody knows if you put a, something in someone's mouth, they can't spit it out. They're stuck. Impossible. They also can't make noise. Oh, wait. <laughs> he couldn't possibly get up and hobble over so, to the door, open the door, and be like, Rrr! Dora Lee goes to get Judy and tells Judy to guard him and that she is going to go and get um, Violet because he knows. And so Judy is guarding him and he, she pulls a gag out of his mouth and he manages to convince her that she should untie him and that he's not going to try to leave. But, loosen it up, would you? But that he's just in a lot of pain, and Judy is a good person, not like the other two, and she's going to help him out. So, he then escapes. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, you said you let me tie you up. Like, I lied. Yeah. So you. She you know re- what? I w- I'm okay with that lie. That was a good lie. <laughs> that was a good lie. <laughs> However, I probably would have punched her and ran out of the room. Yeah. He is well, I need a phone, need a phone, obviously need a, phone. a terrible person, but he does not deserve to be a- attempted murdered and kidnapped. Attempted murder? Well, they attempted murder. But so then really Judy grabs Dorley's well, gun. So far, that was just an accident. But what's happening next? <laughs> <laughs> yes, if you accidentally kill somebody, you're still going to jail. Yeah. It's manslaughter. <laughs> Anywho's. So it manslaughter. might be negligent homicide because she was so negligent with the uh, um with rat poison. I don't, I don't know. Hey, you know what? That's something for lawyers to figure out. I bet that his lawyer could argue she did it on purpose. Yep. And I bet a jury would probably believe it. Yep. <laughs> Especially if they brought out every time she was passed over for a promotion and he stole his work as her own. Wait a minute. You're also forgetting the outburst that um, Dora Lee would have had to be, come to court and testify to. Where she was, you know, all pissed off about that. Mm-hmm. That's called motive. I'm just saying. <laughs> that I'm pretty sure. Why going to jail? I'm pretty sure that would have been. Plus murder. Ross would tell whatever he wanted. Right. Yeah. This isn't looking good for all Violet on the good old court of law. And yeah. Ross would have brought up the corpse stealing. Yeah, that's that too. That she tried, that she thought she succeeded and tried to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um. So, anywho, he uh, Judy grabs. I want to watch that. Dorley's <laughs> gun and tells him if he opens that door, she's gonna shoot. And he opens the door and she, and shoots. she shoots. And I'm like, where is everybody else? Uh, we know it's it's after quitting. Everybody has gone home. I'll tell you what. There's no janitors or anybody in the if building. If you hate your job, you clock out on time. Well, clearly, you don't hate your job because you're late all the time. Where me, on the other hand, I leave five minutes early every day. I like my job. I don't. I'm not in a rush to get out. But all these people hate him, so they clock out on time. <laughs> but um, 
They kidnap him. Yes, they do. They apparently, dig bullet slugs out of a wall, which and, and replace look, the glass. And well, no, they, there's a guy that comes and fixes the glass. I guess the next day, because you see him and he like oh, shines yeah. up and looks over at Dora Lee. But no one asked any questions about how this window got broken. <laughs> All they have Why to do bullet is... holes in the fucking wall. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Those are going to be a problem. All they have to There's do. A lot of Nobody's going to notice. Let's just let that plot hole go. And yeah. it's easy to I mean, explain. It could have bounced off one of the typewriters. <laughs> I tripped and I threw the coffee mug into the glass, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how the glass broke. Okay. Unless you. But what about these three bullet holes in the wall? Yeah, all I'm going to do is move some diplomas to cover those. <laughs> and nobody's going to ask any questions because they didn't hear any gunshots. Uh-huh. But how did they get him into the trunk of her car? Yeah. Yeah, no one saw... What city is this in? There's a lot I of... I don't know. There's yeah, a don't New know. York, maybe? We thought maybe it was somewhere in the South. Like, we thought maybe Texas or... Uh, no, only Dolly no. has a Southern accent. No, I th- they moved from the South. There's a lot of... Um, we just where need does... him to be in this spot, and we need him to stay here. Because I'm like, there's a couple parts where he's just standing there. I'm like, I don't want to be rude, but I would just fucking kill one of these. Yeah. You know what I <laughs> mean? Like, like when he had the the stick the behind his back. Yeah. As soon as she walked in, bang, bang right yeah. in the head. There would be no. <laughs> there's no waiting and talking so, until she turns around. No, you attack her. Yeah. Consolidated offices were presumably in the Pacific Financial Center, located at 800 West Sixth Street at South Flower Street in Los Angeles. And although the story appears to be set in L.A., the opening credit montage set montage set to this title song is mostly composed of shots from downtown San Francisco. So no, that sounds California. like it's definitely California. Yeah. All right, so we'll go with that. Yeah. Still, so in the great state of California, they see three women yanking a man out of a building, putting him in the trunk well, of a car. No, no one sees him? Remember at the very, very beginning, when she says they it took her 45 minutes to mm-hmm. find a spot, she said, we park underneath the building. They have a garage. Okay. <laughs> Anyways. Still taking chances. They're all I agree. They manhandled <laughs> this man into a trunk of a car, all wearing high heels. I guess maybe they probably maybe had to roll him out in a roller they chair. Do still, well, they, <laughs> maybe, they, they do still have a gun. I have had to roll students to the bus in a roller chair. They, <laughs> they do have a gun with a couple shots left. In. I don't know. I <laughs> didn't think about the she office chair. That's a great point. <laughs> anyway, if she was shooting for shit, she wouldn't got a whiff. Thank God. <laughs> That sounds like it's from a movie or something. Anyway, I think it was in a great movie called oh, Harley Davidson and the They Bulldog take him to his now, house. Now, you should check that movie out, okay? And if you I'll don't want to watch the movie, just take Now, I know you've got 30 minutes here. You may want to pick it up. They go back to his house. And they tie him to the bench at the foot of his bed that looks like rather like, flimsy. <laughs> and he threatens them with prison because now it's attempted murder and kidnapping. But they gag him again go downstairs and they discuss their options I didn't gag we just put something in his what mouth what are they yeah. going to do how are we going to get out of this situation and we know he lives in a very wealthy area. very secluded the yeah. Hollywood Hills or some bullshit anyway Matt or some bullshit so Matt then they decide that the best thing to do is to find some way to blackmail him mm-hmm. Violet meanwhile is going through his, all his personal stuff in his house because why the hell not and She's she finds some, some uh, suspicious account books for um, Ajax. an Ajax warehouse. And they decide to go check out the warehouse and find it empty. And he's been embezzling. So this is supposed to be full of consolidated merchandise, whatever that is. <laughs> and it's, uh, frozen orange juice concentrate. Instead, he sold it all and kept the profits. And um, so they go tell Frank that they know he's embezzling and that they're going to get the invoices from that empty warehouse in a couple of days and then they'll have proof that he's been embezzling 
and um, even Steven. And then they'll let him go, so he can't so, go to the yeah, police about the kidnapping. Quo. Because they'll, if they do, they'll ruin him by going to the board by himself. Yes, because him going, you know, maybe six so, months in white collar prison <laughs> versus them going to like Leavenworth. <laughs> that's about the same. So Monday, the plan is Monday to re- to requis- to get copies of the invoices to find out what's supposed to be in that warehouse. It's a really bad plan. So it's going to take a couple days, and then they're going to because it's got to be faxed from New York or whatever, sent from New York, and then snail mail. So they're going to have to keep him locked up for a couple days. So they don't want to be uncomfortable. So they go to the sporting goods store and they buy. They buy a, a uh, contraption, glider rig, uh, chains, chains, a dog a collar, garage door opener, leather <laughs> binders. Well, hey, we saw Violet is proficient in installing garage yeah, door openers. Yeah, install a garage door opener in his bedroom, <laughs> which is weird. Uh, I never thought to, uh, to do one, but I guess you could. Yeah. So they go back to work, but there's some bad news. Oh, it's going to take four to six weeks because to get the invoices they need because they're right in a big cube, uh, computer changeover. Yeah, well, that happens. And yeah. Roz <laughs> keeps trying to find where Mr. Hart is and wants to talk to Mr. Hart. It's and very exciting. He's a 1980 computer, so they had to get a couple guys. And so they realize yeah. they're going to have to do something to get Roz out of the way because they can't just put putting her off for one whole day was hard enough, and they're not going to be able to do that for four to six weeks. And then Judy remembers that there's these language learning centers where you get an in-depth, like, a... Crash course. Crash course in another language. So they're going to tell her that... To, uh, send her there t- as part of some kind of overseas company thing and, te- and have her learn French. Because they're like... Uh, or how are we going to keep it a secret that he's not really here for four to six weeks? And Doralee's like... Nobody ever wants to talk to him, except for Roz. Nobody will notice that he's not here for four to six weeks, except for her. And so the next day, she writes a memo, signs his name, and off Roz goes to France. And she talks about how easy it was, and that she didn't realize that all she has to do is write his name on memos, and, you know. I mean, that's how forgery works. Shit happens. (laughs) Shit happens. But so then the girls decide that they're going to make some real changes. Mm-hmm. So they start changing a bunch of the policies. I'm all with that and coffee see, cup on the table thing. That, yes. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. We see that they do job sharing, part-time work. They do a daycare Child center. Quality Equal ideas. pay. All these wonderful things that they, they do. They paint. They let people have There's, pictures of their kids. You know where they lost me? They <laughs> lost me with all the orange. <laughs> What's a lot of orange? We see it brightens up the place. Oh, it, it makes does Makes people something. feel citrusy. Not really. But it does make it feel more like a comfortable workplace you would want to be in than it did before. <laughs> and an institutionalized um, I like how they painted the lacquer from the, that weird depressing gray to that weird depressing taupe. It's taupe. <laughs> they say taupe is soothing. Thanks, Brad Pitt. You're welcome. But anyways, so we do see Hope you were the this groom. gentleman <laughs> that they do not identify taking notes every they time they change the shirt back. <laughs> and I'm like... Who is that? And Tony's like, I don't know. And then I thought it was the same was like, dude working around the house. And I was like, well, <laughs> then who is that? That's that's for Skynet. Yeah. But it's not the same dude. <laughs> well, you're supposed to think that it's the same dude. <laughs> so it's three So it's three days till um, the invoices are going to come. Violet's got some good news. They're going to come on Friday, which is the same day that Roz gets back from France. So. This is all going to work. Mm. Everything. <laughs> three days till the invoices come. 
But and, Judy oh, has sorry, I forgot. I skipped the part about Judy. Judy has been staying at his house. And Dorothy brings him lunch every day. Yeah. So they visit him every day at lunch. We and Judy sleeps there every night. Because she's well, the only one who lives alone. He's running yeah. to the bathroom. Yeah, he but can he, reach the bathroom. he has shit on him to oh, take I off. Don't, yeah. you, I'm we sure see he, him in his underpants. I'm sure he can pull him down enough. I hope. But <laughs> well, his ankles are shackled. So he probably can put his get them on and off. I would think that getting his shirt on and off is harder than his pants. He should be topless with just pants on. <laughs> anyway, um, he's not showering. So we see somebody <laughs> snooping around in the bushes, and it ends up being Judy's ex, Dick. What a dick. And uh, he, he comes in, and he's like, I wanted to see you. I've been scoping out the house. I know you're here alone. He says, I've been casing the house <laughs> for three days. Yeah, creepy. Really? It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Um, That's called being a peeping Tom. That's illegal. Yeah. She's like, I'm house-sitting, and you can't be here because I'm house-sitting, and But he manages to convince her to talk to him. Meanwhile, upstairs, they had taken everything out of the rooms that he could use to get out, but somehow a nail file has fallen into a crack on the drawer, and he sees it, and he starts using the nail file to cut through his... The uh, leather cups. Days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> says, watch Days of Our Lives. It's like, you ever see Shawshank Redemption? No. Where he, well, right, so <laughs> <laughs> he tunnels out of prison with a little little hammer. Yeah. Well, how did he do that? Slowly. <laughs> he had time on his hands. Same way you eat an elephant, one bite at a time. That's right. <laughs> but. Where? So. But he gets loose, and he makes a noise, and Ju- and Dick's like, what's that? And she's like, it's the cat. You stay here, I'll go check. So she goes to check and finds Mr. Hart getting loose. So then there is a scuffle, and she finally manages to tie him back up. Mr. But Hart it makes so defense. much, de- it makes so much noise put his hands together that right Dick now. comes upstairs. So Judy comes out the room and sees Dick, and he's like, what's going on in there? And she's like, don't worry about it. Go back downstairs. But he opens the door and sees Mr. Hart. And this is one of the reasons why that PG guy was so upset in the IMDb reviews. Because he's like, what? Is, I didn't know you were into S&M. <laughs> sex games. She's like, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, who is that? And she's like, it's my boss. And he's like, I can't believe you. And she's like... I can do whatever I want. We're not together. If I want to have sex with my boss and have sex games and M&M's, <laughs> then I can do whatever I want. And he's like, I can't believe I came back here to ask you to get back together with me. And she's like, get out. Yeah. She's like, I wouldn't do that at all. Yeah. You get left me for ever. your secretary. Don't judge me for my M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> or her Reese's Pieces. But so then we see his wife comes home. Misty. Misty comes home. And she, uh, it's crazy, you know, she sees Frank and she's like, what is going on? Next, we see her in a hotel. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And she calls Dorley to thank her for sending her flowers. And Dorley's like, well, that wasn't me. That was Frank. And she's like, no, no, I call, I, he told me it was you when I got home three days ago. That's why I came home early because it was so sweet. And I just wanted to thank you for being sweet. I'm in a hotel room. He's doing some weird exercise thing at the house. So he sent me here for another week. And this so, is where they find out that he's been free for three whole fucking like, days. How so, did they not know that? They're bringing him 
have lunch and sleep because he's house. pretending to be locked right. up. Right. He's still pretending to be locked up. I'm with that. But whose side is his wife on? Because she calls the bad guys. Bad guys? Uh, no, I but think she, he told her that sure. so she would call them so they would know no. that he got free and There's it was their fault Why would you that his call? wife came home early. Because Misty is a good person. Fra- Misty comes home and Frank's like, I'm doing this weird exercise thing, but thank God you're here. Can you help me I get out of Because I got stuck. <laughs> also, knock this You saved my out. life. <laughs> So she lets him out, but he pretends to be locked up because he needs time to replace all the merchandise that he stole. Now, mm-hmm. he sends her to a hotel so that the girls won't know that he's free. Mm-hmm. She does right. not know that he was kidnapped. He never tells her yeah. to call Doralee. He has no idea she calls Doralee. The only reason she calls Doralee is so that we, the audience, knows that he's been free so we can watch them freak the fuck out. I think she's just a good person who wanted to call Dorley okay, and who decided just, just, just that just that's go, what just go. Well, just, hold just, on, I have a theory. Oh boy. Shut up. I <laughs> think that he told her specifically that the flowers were Doralee's idea. On purpose. Because he thought she would call and he had enough time by then to take care of it. But he said that he but she said he told her when she came home. And it's been three days. So if he wanted her to, if he told her to call, she would have called the very next day. She wouldn't have waited three days. So we don't know. The only reason she waits three days, the only reason she calls is a plot device so that we can watch the three girls freak out as he shows up for fucking work. Again. It's because it's funny. But they know, too, that if Dora Lee hadn't sent the flowers. But so Dora Lee calls... She never would have gone home early. <laughs> to tell Judy that he's loose, but he was already there, and he already had found Dorley's gun and takes Judy hostage. So, he brings the girls into the office. Why not to the police station? Because he wants to gloat? I don't know. And he sees all the changes that he's made in their name. Like, what happened to the time clock? Well, and no they all go to his office... I assume they all get paid by the hour. So how are they going to track that? Like that's I don't know. that's a big deal. Like oh well, you got to check that. So if you're paid by the hour, you want to be sure you get paid for your hours, especially when you're sharing jobs. Right. Anyways, like that's beneficial to the employee. I don't know. <laughs> but maybe instead of have maybe it's moved to a different place, or maybe they have a different system of recording their time now. That's less. I don't know. Institutional. Maybe. <laughs> Matter. Maybe there's just one person whose job it is to record when everybody comes in now. That means somebody has to track everybody down, let them know when they come in and when they leave. Maybe, maybe just the person by the door keeps track. So do I have to pay know. somebody for that? I don't know. Maybe Dora Lee keeps track because she certainly doesn't have to be Mr. What's the <laughs> secretary right now. She's got time. And she did. No, say, she's running her. She's running his his life more or less. Maybe they're all said, on the honor system because it just makes people feel better. Oh, she, that's not gonna work. She did say nobody calls him and nobody wants to talk to him. So when right. he's not there and he's not making her gas up his car and get him <laughs> coffee, coffee, she doesn't really have anything. But I assume, she, I assume that she was still going to get coffee randomly, so people would think he stole. Maybe it. one of the maybe part of that pay thing that they did is made them just all salary. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> they just all get paid for the hours that they're supposed to be working, not necessarily by the hour instead. They just get the same pay, but instead of it being by the hour, it's weekly. This is how much you make because you should be working 40 hours a week. Mm-hmm. And less people and are... Some people 
slip and trade. Hey, if you work this Monday for you, I'll work this Thursday for you. Because the hours are all hours. It doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter because this is a movie and it's not real. Well, I, I see some issues with it, but go ahead. Proceed, Mona. I mean. If this is your one fucking issue. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few issues. Can I just fucking finish? We're so close. I'm waiting for you to finish. So we then shut up. <laughs> She takes, he takes them into his office so that he can gloat about how the fact that he's replaced everything. Mm-hmm. Because while Dora Lee went to get Judy, Violet went to the warehouse and found it full of all this merchandise again. Shit. So she has the invoices, but the warehouse now matches them. Yeah. So, so as he's talking to the three of them in his office, the chairman of the board has arrived at Consolidated. He and he all specifically wants to go and speak to Frank. So thank God Frank came into the office today. Um, he's extra but Christmas. Frank freaks out because the chairman never comes and tells Violet, don't leave my side. What am I going to do? Yeah, and Violet in the very beginning says she's worked there for 15 years and has never seen him. Like, yeah. Nobody's seen but, this guy before. So the chairman comes down and shakes Frank's hand. And he said that he's, that he's very impressed because there's been a 20% rise in productivity in the last six weeks. And he wants to hear all about all the programs that Frank has done, which is a made lots He's of profits for the money. <laughs> so Frank, Frank not, doesn't know shit about any of the projects. So though. he introduces Violet, and Violet jumps in and explains about all the different. See, he gives credit projects. where credit is due, like a good person would. He doesn't no, he have doesn't. a choice. He doesn't <laughs> give credit. He says, "Well, Violet helps me with everything. Why don't and." He's, he's showing that he's showing that she's part of the process, but he didn't like give her all the credit. He yeah. says it was a partnership, and then so Violet shows talks about the different programs, and then the chairman offers Frank this huge promotion to head up their a Brazilian operation. Is that a promotion? Sounds like a punishment to me. It's a well. I've been to Brazil. Frank Did doesn't. Speak, it was nice. Do you, do you speak Portuguese? Frank doesn't really seem to want to go, but the chairman is like, "Are you turning me down?" And Frank's like, He said, nobody no. turns me down. So then, basically, his boss is treating him the way, everybody, the way yes. he treats everybody He's else. twisting his arm and telling him, well, you either take this promotion or you get nothing or you get fired. And so he, Frank, goes to Brazil and... Every- is murdered. And everybody else just gets off scot-free. Yay. So then we get the fun credits. We get the credits. But I was sitting there like, what? And then, thank God, they scrolled the things. <laughs> so we get the credits, and then we get to see the little after um, blurbs of what happens to them. Violet gets promoted to vice president. Judy marries the Xerox guy. Dorley <laughs> quits and becomes a country western singer. And Mr. Hart was abducted by Aborigines in the Amazon. And was eaten. And seen. By we don't know if he was Amazon. Really? They said he was never seen again. Guess what happens was, when you get kidnapped and you're never seen again? They don't make you the king remember. of their tribe. But we don't it, know he was eaten. All right, good point. But he was murdered. We don't know what happened. Yeah, he was he murdered. He was never seen from again. Murdered. There's Turned no reason for him to right. be in the Amazon. I've been to Brazil. If, you get, if you're going to head up the company there, you're in the city. <laughs> well, guess what? It didn't work out for Mr. Hart. John, why don't you tell everybody what you thought of this movie? I want to go last. No, you're going now. <laughs> My favorite character is Dora Lee because no matter what she does, I can't be mad at Dolly. Mm-hmm. And it's weird because she does some awful shit. Mm-hmm. My least favorite character is everybody else in the movie. <laughs> it's a tie because they're all fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Except for Misty. She's diet terrible. Um, my favorite scene 
is the end where Colonel Sanders comes in and everything is all changed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, look at all this weird stuff. And uh, Mr. Hart's like, ooh, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite line is, yes, I'm into M&M's. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite tertiary object has got to be Dolly Parton's hair because it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Either that or the change belt buckle thing right in the beginning where the guy's making change. I always like those. I don't know why. The newspaper guy? Yeah, the guy who makes change and he's got I'm the like, belt. I like, don't quarter know done. That, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with that little change belt buckle thing. Okay. Because you get 35 cents, pop, 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 and they give you the change. It's amazing. <laughs> That's everything, right? <laughs> oh, I'm going to name this movie. <laughs> because... You know, I always realized I watched Horrible Bosses the first time. Yeah, and it was, I'm like, I hate this movie. It's terrible. Why would they, all of these people are terrible. I hate them all, except for motherfucker Jones. Well, in the 80s, we excused people that were terrible if they were funny. If you watch Ghostbusters again, you're like, how come Peter Venkman's uh, sexual assault person is like a terrible monster? Yeah. When you read between the lines. But if they're funny, we let it go. But yeah, like all of these movies, I don't like any of these movies. So, you don't like Office Space? <laughs> no, not so much. Um, it was okay. Like, you're stealing. You're going to get caught. And it, in that movie, they don't actually get the money, so it's not so bad. <laughs> they only didn't get the money because they were incompetent. But yeah, I didn't like it because there was just so many wrong things, and everybody was an asshole, except for Dolly. She's an angel. <laughs> <laughs> Tony? And good he at likes crime good movies. He just likes a very specific... Crime. <laughs> I li- yeah, like Ocean's Eleven was top shelf. It has to be a gangster or drugs or thievery is fine. <laughs> Kidnapping and embezzlement, not so much. You got to draw a line somewhere. And thievery. And I'm, I'm fine with the embezzlement. Is only fine in movies he likes. I know because he just said he doesn't like Office Space because of the thievery. Not, oh no, there's a lot wrong with with Office Space. He likes a heist. That's true. He does. Who doesn't? <laughs> Tony. No, I do. I know. <laughs> My favorite character is Violet, because why not? <laughs> Least favorite character is Roz, because she's a snitch. She gets stitches. <laughs> and Hart, because he's terrible. Favorite scene is uh, I wrote the thing down. It's the same one. Or the same. The favorite line is the same one that John picked. But he says, picked uh, the longer version. Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me what I can or can't be serious about or what it is or isn't me. If I want to play S&M and S&S and M&M's and all the other bondage games, even Smoke Pot, that's my business. Um, my favorite scene is the uh, kill the boss scenarios, even though they were too long. It was kind of funny. And my favorite tertiary object was Violet's kimono. It wasn't a kimono. I got yelled at. I know, I know. But that's what I call Her it. Her work jacket. <laughs> oh, yes, this movie. It's I watched it a hell of a lot when I was little. And it's your birthday pick, so. Oh, yes, this movie. <laughs> I'll, take it. I'll take a yes. Carly? <laughs> My favorite character is Dora Lee. See? Good quality character. I like Dora Lee. Uh, I'm with Tony, really though, on my least favorite character with Roz and Frank. <laughs> My favorite scene is Dora Lee's imagined scenario for Frank. Not necessarily the hog tying him and spitting him, but the first part where she's like, I'd like to treat him the way he treats me. Come um, riding on the horse. <laughs> Think I was really Dolly riding the horse? It could have been. Bad, uh, yeah. For all I know, she could ride a horse like that. I bet she, <laughs> I bet she could. Oh, I bet she could then. I don't know about now. She's getting well, a yeah, yeah. But I bet she probably could. That was probably her. Probably. 
Um, Get her own stunts. My favorite line was when she threatened to make him a hen, where she says, I've got a gun out there in my purse. Up till now, I've been forgiven and forgetting because that's the way I was brought up. But I'll tell you one thing. If you ever say another word about me or make another indecent proposal, I'm going to get that gun of mine, and I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen in one shot. That was my backup line. (laughs) It is a powerful line. And my favorite tertiary object was the box of rat poison. Not because it was a particularly great box of rat poison, but because I love the way they were all like trying to hide it. Like, oh, people are gonna see it. Like, it's not yeah. okay for you to just have a box of rat poison. But it's totally real too, because if you were in that situation, you'd be trying to hide it too. But it's so big too, it's like, you can't really hide it. Can you just throw it away? Or? I just thought it was funny. And I will also yay this movie. I don't hate this movie. I. I I don't remember it, like, I didn't remember that he wasn't tied up. Like, we didn't see very many scenes of him, but that's what you remember from the movie. (laughs) So I was like, wow, it took us a long time to get to that, and we only saw it, like, twice. (laughs) But that's what I remembered, so I thought that was most of the movie. Oh, shit, uh, I'm next, aren't I? I still... Now, we'll we'll talk about that in a minute. Is it my birthday pick? (laughs) We're going to talk about that. So I'll give it a yay. Go ahead, Elaine. Is Violet because I like her the best. My least favorite character is Roz. Um, I don't like Mr. Hart either, but I don't think he deserves all the terrible things that they do to him. Therefore, I'm gonna go with Roz overall because Snitches get stitches. Um, my favorite scene is the fantasy sequences. I I don't think it's too long. I enjoy the whole thing. Um, my favorite line. Whole thing. My favorite line is from Judy's fantasy sequence when she says goodbye, Bossman. It's Quentin time. Um, and my favorite tertiary object is the butterfly belt clip that we spoke about, or the belt buckle. I did have a backup tertiary object, which were the ducks on the wall <laughs> in Mr. Hart's house, which John, I said, look at all those ducks. And John goes, what the fuck is with you and ducks? It was like when I in his in, the, in his office on the back desk, he had a Coke bottle in a sealed case, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" It drove me and crazy. Every time he like, saw it, he's like, that? "Did you see that?" And and every time I look up and I don't see it anymore because it was out yeah. of the shot again. But I'm okay. gonna yay this movie because it's my birthday pick. Well, I hope so. I do. <laughs> That's think- a ballsy move. <laughs> I made my own birthday pick. This movie is fun and it's nonsensical. Like he is awful, but he doesn't deserve what they do. And they are good people, but then they do some pretty horrific things. But it's a comedy, and it's silly, and it's not meant to be taken seriously. So it's great, and you should enjoy it. I will Plus, say, I like this better has, than Harbor Bosses. Does that help? Well, that movie isn't good, and this movie is good. <laughs> it also has one of the greatest songs of all time. If you just feel like you can't go to She's work today, this, by the way. Uh-huh. then it's time for some dollars. Carly? <laughs> All right, please find us on Facebook.com slash The Underappreciated Movie Podcast on Instagram at Unlooted Podcast, on Twitter at Unlooted Podcast. You can email Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. What do you think of this movie? Have you seen it? It's a film. <laughs> now, the, the business at hand is, is the next pick John's birthday, birthday pick, pick, or can you wait until the other... All right, around. well, because well, it's going to be in my birthday month. So. Could, when, do you get two picks in that month? I don't know. Okay. When, no. When does this episode go up? Oh, that's a great time to discuss this. 
Carly, can you pull out your calendar? I'm going to this one up. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I would be the best person to look this up, but I'm unavailable. I time. can't look it up because I'm playing 9 to 5. But you're going to make a decision so, here. Oh, shit. What did just go up? No, this, like is gonna go up. Star Trek. this is going to go up in August. Star Trek just went up. Yeah, so... So yeah, it so it needs to be your birthday pick. Okay. Did so. you didn't you already have that pick? I don't remember what it was. <sighs> All right, fuck it. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. No, right, I'm gonna give you a choice. I'm gonna give you three choices. Okay. Mr. And Mrs. Smith. Ocean's Thirteen. Or Terminator Two Judgment Day. <laughs> well, I know it's Tony's pick. <laughs> Tony, I know your pick. <laughs> Do I have two picks? Because I'll pick it twice. <laughs> The only reason I decided to pick that is because you brought it up a minute ago. I was like, I really want to watch that now. Uh, I need you ladies to pick pick. If I pick, it'll be the one I haven't seen. Which is? Which is the same system. Okay. <laughs> one, we have one vote for each. You can either pick the third one, and then i got to fucking pick again. Well, see, look, I'm, not, I'm never going to choose Ocean's 13. Never. It's never okay, going to happen. Okay, so there we go. So, I'm going to... Pick Mr. and Mrs. Smith because you've been, I've been telling you you should do that for your birthday forever. Well, it's unappreciated, I think. I know, I keep I telling you to do that. Time. So then maybe you should just pick it at any time and do Terminator 2. That's you had a movie idea. picked out. What I the did. hell was it? I don't remember. Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> Ford versus Ferrari? Were you going to do that? That's what I was going to do, yeah. Do you want to do that? I don't care. If you can pick Mr. and Mrs. Smith any time, then you should. Do any movie don't waste you it on want your birthday. to do, man. Fuck it, I'll do Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Can we do that? We, we're at, Just we, in time for the end of the song. No, we still Wait, have, we have we two s- minutes before oh, we have 95 oh, minutes. We'll replay. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll bring it back. If, okay. Now we have, we still have, what, what is it be here? We're at 133. <laughs> so it's new. <laughs> oh. well, so Achilles won. turned 11. Yeah, so it's my birthday month now. So What movie did Achilles want to watch for I'm his I'm not birthday. sure, but Amanda bought him you a birthday Terminator hat that has movie. a birthday cake and says happy birthday. There's no way we're getting I that in either way. I may have to way. see if I can bring it over <laughs> no. and put it on the dogs and get pictures so I can make a little collage for the birthday oh, month with your dog's okay. picture and his dog's picture. Because <laughs> the thing is, for Terminator, like that made all the money in the world yeah. and everybody loved it. That's the only way it's getting into birthday cake. So... Are you changing your mind? <laughs> <laughs> We're over here talking about birthday hats and... We're going to go with Ford versus Ford. I'll do this as a birthday pick of them. Maybe. You can no, pick it next year. There's always next year. He does love that movie. And I bought him a fancy book of knowledge about it, so... And another thing about movie. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure you wanted to do Ford versus Ferrari because you kept talking about it. I don't know how to spell Ferrari. Ferrari. <laughs> it's phonetic. Sound it out. F-E-R-R-I. A-I. Ari. Why didn't you just tell me that when I said I don't know how to spell it? It's a romance language. It's phonetic. It's it sounds like... Ferrari. Ferrari. There's another R, yeah. Where? At the end. Before the... <laughs> you got Ferrari. <laughs> Ferrari. Oh, man. Ford versus F. We, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carly, for telling me how to spell Ferrari. <laughs> You want to tell all our friends at home? Next we'll do shapes. <laughs> I don't know what shape that is. It has three sides with three and three points that are all 45 degree angles, but I don't know what shape that makes. It's a D4. It's a D4? <laughs> a D4. Well, that's a pyramid. You put it in her. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Hey, I'm just happy to say that this episode is now officially going 
two <laughs> <laughs> 95 minutes. Oh, Lord.